Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. Tonight, we mourn the loss of Jill. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) she will not be joining us. (laughs) Yeah, so Jill's Skype exploded on her brand new Mac computer. So I think she needs to like plug in a ticket back to Apple because that's some bullshit. Oh, yeah. Now she's telling us to toughen up because we keep crying. <laughs> yeah, we're getting messages to pony up and go on without her, and it's we're pretty butthurt about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, oh man, oh well, we will we will prevail, and she'll <sighs> listen to this, and then she'll be shaking her hand. She's like, I'm gonna make that fucking Skype work next time. <laughs> yeah, these two assholes murdered it once again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with no real seg- segue to go on, or for me to ruin a segue, because rest in peace, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this episode will be about the, I don't, I want to say the most nostalgic breakfast food. I don't necessarily, I mean, maybe. I think so personally. Uh, I mean, like, I, I guess I like, like it. yeah, I guess there's many more, but this one, this, the marketing really hit with this one. So this episode is about the Eggo waffle. Yum, yum, yum. In my All tongue. of that. Stuff. I almost took it to a real weird place because the word waffles is not only my favorite word, but it is a really weird Google. If you Google blue waffle, don't do it. Or waffle stomp. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my friend wrote a song about waffle stomping. It was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I always talk about it because <laughs> I'm fucked, but it's all good. <laughs> it sounds like something Mike Diva would be on board with. Who? It's a director. He's not it. He is a director. Well, it could be them. I'm not sure. They are a director that I really admire. Uh, and, and they like. What Diva? Mike, Mike Diva. Okay, cool. They're phenomenal. Nice. So let's let's do this. Uh, Sans Jill. Sorry, Jill. Rest in peace. <laughs> the Ego Waffle. So first of all, yeah, I'm sure most people have had Egos. They're from a company called Kellogg's. They're circular. They have lots of squares in them for, I mean, like, that's pretty fucking dope for holding syrup and butter. And as little children, you can't get enough of that shit. So that's pretty, <laughs> yeah. You know, your it's mom's a vessel like, for syrup and butter, yeah, honestly. It's, it's, it's such a good transportation device for fucking diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> you're home alone. Your mom's like, just figure it out. And you're like, cool, toasters. Just don't put your fork in it. Did you no. do that? Yeah, I did. I did yeah, do that. Okay. <laughs> and then I felt the I felt the the heat, and I was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> it wasn't too bad though; it was just enough to make me not ever do it again. So I'm like, "Oh, that's reactive. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Got it." I feel like it's in my future. It hasn't happened, but I oh, just know ooh. I'm like one not drunk evening. I don't. I don't want to. I just think I'm one drunk evening away from putting a metal fork into a toaster. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I, hey, live my life. I do what I want. Okay. Yeah. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the yeah that's a whole other thing (laughs) (laughs) paying your bills on time constitutes adulting it's yeah (laughs) nothing else matters ego is a brand of frozen waffles owned by the kellogg company and sold in north america Several varieties are available, including homestyle, miniature, cherry, blueberry, strawberry, vanilla bliss, brown sugar, apple cinnamon, buttermilk, and chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Whoa. Also, That's they come in. Yeah, dude. I, I They've I expanded. Also, I including a thick and fluffy version. Which Whoa, I want that one. Kind of feel like fucked over. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, no, totally. Missed yeah. out. Yeah. I remember the chocolate chip ones, though. I, I remember the buttermilk and the plain. I think there oh, there was blue, blueberry, too, when I was a kid. I feel like there was blueberry as well, but I probably I don't remember being excited about it. I mean, I was just thrilled because my mom was a total health nut, and the fact mm-hmm. that that was even in her house was, like, astonishing. So when she got the blueberry ones, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> My like, mom, holy shit, this like was okay, okay. It's a treat. My mom wasn't a health nut. Like she went through phases where she used to make us like these healthy smoothies in the morning, and my sister and I used to be like, ugh, again. <laughs> Honestly, I would drink them as an adult. They were pretty good. I was just being like a little bitch kid. But <laughs> it was all this effort, and you're like, no. Yeah. Ew. That what? That's good for my skin? No. And now I'm like in my 30s, and I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> put it on my face <laughs> but yeah no and like but it was kind of funny because even though that was like a prerogative of hers at that point we also had a cupboard full of waffles and toaster strudels and pop tarts so I don't really yeah I don't know it's maybe like, you just need balance here guys yeah that's what I was gonna say balance. yeah <laughs> you can microwave your ham and call it bacon I don't care just drink <laughs> <a> smoothie <laughs> oh <laughs> microwaved ham <laughs> True story, true story. Okay. Ride that baloney, man. <laughs> uh, other than waffles, Ego also produces a selection of pancakes, French toast, and egg and cheese breakfast sandwiches, which varieties include ham or sausage. By mid-June 2009, Ego had a 73% share of the frozen waffle market in the United States. So, like, they... Their marketing team, and we'll talk about that later on, but their marketing team, like, crushed it. And still to this day, we know exactly what that slogan is. What is that slogan, Britt? Lego my ego! Actually, that's fucking fire. All right. Yeah, it's pretty good. So a little brief history, again, as told by uh, my best friend, Wikipedia, which is peer edited, so I can go fuck myself. But actually, you know what? I did double check this with the Ego website and their story. Mm-hmm. So... Perfect. Whoever wrote so you did this, cross-check. I did, which typically is not always a thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little extra work. Yeah. Hey. Sometimes we don't have time. <laughs> I, I went to therapy today, so I was like, let's do some more homework. Let's dot yeah. those I's and cross those T's. <laughs> Ego is easier than Ego the therapy homework. <laughs> okay. Ego waffles were invented in San Jose, California by Frank Dorsa, who developed a process by which waffles could be cooked, frozen, and packaged for consumers. In 1953, Dorsa, along with his younger brothers, Anthony and Sam, introduced the Eggo frozen waffles as froffles. 
Froffles? That's cute. Aw, Froffle. And also, I'll mention he, they, him and his brothers started this creative journey in their mother's kitchen. So I thought that was... Oh, wow. That's pretty cool and wholesome. Very wholesome, yes. Yeah. So a froffle, as I'm, unless we fully missed the mark and you and I are out to lunch, but I believe it's a frozen waffle, a froffle. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going for. Me too. <laughs> but I might be out to lunch. You know? <laughs> I'm usually out to lunch. <laughs> so that's what they were first originally introduced to supermarkets as uh, in the United States. Frozen waffles do not require a waffle iron to prepare. So that obviously was a big sell because it's taking time out of the, like your quintessential, I'm going to say American morning, but like weren't just because it's where it was marketed. So just give me a break here. And you have like your nuclear family and the dad's rushing around and the mom's getting the kids ready. And it just saved time in the morning. And it's super fucking easy to entice children with this, like you said, diabetes vehicle where you're just, Layer it on the syrup and the butter. And you know what? Fuck it. Throw some brown sugar on that motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, while you're at it. Put some lead in that lipstick, too. Mmm. <laughs> mm, tasty. End of life. Okay. End of life. <laughs> <laughs> some tasty and beautiful end of life. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So because of the egg flavor, customers started calling them Eggos. Eventually, the name became synonymous with the product. And in 1955, the Dorsa brothers officially changed the name from Froffles to Eggos. Or Eggo, pardon me. Eggos being plural. Yeah. Along with the frozen waffles, the Dorsa brothers also produced Eggo potato chips. What? I missed that, Mark. I don't... Anyways, okay. I'm a potato kind of, fiend, so it's weird you know, that I don't know this. <laughs> like weird, but okay. So Eggo potato chips and golden bear potato chips and Eggo syrup, <laughs> which I believe there's still Eggo syrup. Oh, I didn't even know there was Eggo syrup, but that makes sense. I could be incorrect on that. Anyways. Like, why wouldn't they make syrup? <laughs> yeah. I, like, they should be oh. margarine or butter, too, while they're, while they're happening. Let's go. Uh, well, you know what, margarine and butter, depending on, probably not margarine, but butter, I would imagine would have been, uh, like, they would have had to enter into the dairy industry, so I think syrup was probably. Yeah, the dairy industry might be a little more. Tricky. Uh, tricky, yeah. Tricky, and, like, all the abuse of those poor dairy cows, so, hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's also that. Welcome. Uh, <sighs> moving on. <laughs> Vegan butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Avocado bullshit. <laughs> All of the products were produced at a sprawling plant and factory on Ego Way in Aww. San Jose, California. <laughs> near the intersection of US 101 and East Julian Street. The Dorses were very involved in the local community activities and donated extensively to school and community projects. For Halloween, instead of candy, Tony Dorsa would give out bags of Eggo potato chips to trick-or-treaters. Heck yeah. oh. <laughs> I mean, in San Jose. <laughs> yeah, but also let me say something that's totally unfounded and has no basis in maybe reality because I have no idea. But, like, I get to see this, like, old-timey gentleman giving out these Eggo potato chips when there's, like, 
I don't know, probably some like horrific now banned ingredients. And it's like, <gasps> go have yeah. fun with these. Like, get out of here. Have fun. Yeah. Don't die. Put don't some lead in there. <laughs> like Captain Crunch, where they shredded the roof of your mouth. Like maybe the oh. Eggo chips just like, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I do wonder what an Eggo chip would taste like. I kind of Butter think, syrup? Like, maybe like, do you remember the cereal Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Mm-hmm. That maybe something like, like that. Maybe. Hmm. Or maybe just eggs. Maybe it's like egg chips. Oh. <laughs> I would eat that. I like egg chips. Protein. <laughs> I like eggs. I just don't know if I like eggs that much, you know? Well, we don't know until we try I guess so. I shouldn't be so judgmental. Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) As I was like making unfound claims that these could possibly contain harmful and banned ingredients. (laughs) What would be the first time we made a huge assumption of something that's likely unrealistic? (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. In 1968, as a means of diversification, the Kellogg's company purchased Ego. Their advertising slogan, Lego My Ego, was developed by Leo Burnett in 1972 and is well known through the television commercials. So I looked up the uh, Leo Burnett Worldwide, which is also known as the Leo Burnett Company, and they're an American advertising company, and they did what I gather more or less specialized in food advertising. I kind of dug it. So they were responsible for like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, okay. And like Heinz, like that kind of green giant. Uh, oh yeah, those bit are of, all very good. Yeah. yeah there's something like, cute and relatable to it. I don't I know what for Heinz, but like the Doughboy, come on. Yeah. And like also they did some McDonald's stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they... Did they had other branches, but yeah, those were their. Those are some major ones. Yeah, those were their. Uh, those were their. What is it? Not bread and butter. You'd be like, that's like their syrup and waffle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can see myself out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Kellogg's produces an Eggo breakfast brand cereal that was shaped to have the likeness of the waffles, and the flavors for that included maple syrup and cinnamon toast. I think I remember that one, but I I vaguely oh. remember something like that. Yeah, I feel like it's you know it's hard when you're a little kid and like the cereals at your eye level and there's so much color, like it's just like give it to me. Ow! And I feel yeah. like I don't know, maybe I just don't watch enough television anymore, but I feel like things were really like coming out in full force in like oh. the '90s and the, oh the '80s God. too. Not that I experienced the '80s. But, yeah. like, everything was just being slammed down your throat. Like, there's just so much stimulation of commercial stuff. Yeah. So. Well, like, our, like I, I'm born late 80s, so I don't remember that. I was too little. But, like, I can, I can confirm the 90s was just a lot of television program directly focused at young people uh, and young kids. And it was all an end goal of a product purchase. Mm-hmm. So God bless our poor fucking parents. Yeah, they're like, can you stop? Yeah, seriously. No. Seriously. And, and then still spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to the grocery store and companies like Kellogg's and like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and like whatever will pay for certain spots on shelves. So oh, it's wow. like 
Yes, yeah, so they'll want that, but that makes perfect sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a lot of companies, I'll say Coca-Cola, for example, will pay to have a product of let's let's say their their Coke product, for example. Mm-hmm. They'll pay to have that at eye height of the average height of like a woman because they're assuming the woman is shopping for the household and she's going to see that and want to bring it home. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then for example, like lucky charms is always on a lower shelf because little Little people will see it and it's a brightly covered box and it has marshmallows and sparkles. And we're like, we need this. Shit. I mean, that makes perfect sense to, like, if you're in a room, like a reading room or whatever the hell they call it. I'm just thinking Mad Men here. But, like, coming up with ideas on how to make the productivity higher and whatnot. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, obviously. But at the same time, I'm like, ew. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's insane. But, it, hey, that's it. business. Well, yeah, and it's the same as, like, when you go to the till and there's all those chocolate bars and the gum. And you're like, mm, oh, yeah. It's only one ninety nine. A thousand percent. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older because I'm like, wow, I'm not made of money and I don't want to work for my entire life, but (laughs) totally. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) But at the same breath, I'm like, Ooh, look at those gorgeous. Oh my God. I tried on a, what was it? It was like a, you're going to hate me. It's like a $2,900 Harlequin jacket from Casanova. And I was like, Oh, I want this. I'm like, I could buy this. I could pay this off, but I'm like, yeah. I can Fuck make this you. happen. Put this back. <laughs> Who do you yeah. fucking think you are? Like <laughs> totally. Or Cas- Casanova. Like, I need. Casablanca. I need. I need. Yeah. yeah like, like, go fuck yourself. You're still finishing your abdomen tattoo, bitch. You're not Beyonce. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, I try my best not to eat out. So why am I fucking with that jacket? Like, go yeah, home. Yeah. Right. Like, here I am pinching pennies, and then this coat comes around, and it's totally a realistic thing to purchase. Oh, <laughs> it was speaking to me. Oh God. Yeah. Like, I have a lot first. of things that speak to me. I, I, uh, <laughs> I put it on hold and then never went back. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Put it on hold. Nobody oh should be the victim of that coat. <laughs> yeah. Like lock that yeah. coat up and like, throw away the key. Burn it. Stunning. Burn this coat. Get it out of here. <laughs> Oh my God. I, okay. All right. Whew, I'm good. <laughs> Get that off your chest. I did. You Thank don't you. feel bad. <laughs> okay. So back on track. Cause I am like hurting a cat. The, so the Eggos brand cereal, it was originally produced from 2006 to 2012, but after a popular campaign, it was back and reintroduced in 2019. So I feel like we've a thousand percent seen this. Um, probably, uh, maybe in earlier commercials, I would ass- make an assumption, if you don't mind, allow me to assume wildly. <laughs> I think it may have been an American marketed product and, or sorry, North American marketed. So we would have seen it, but only sold maybe in the States. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a lot of our early cereals, like Oreo O's and shit like that. We couldn't buy in Canada. We'd have to like go across the border and get them and sneak them under our seats. Oh yeah. But- None of that existed at all out no. north no you just <laughs> you just get cartoons about it and be like why yeah like, like sometimes well, there Canada wasn't even know. like tricks I remember going to my grandparents place when we were like oh my God, oh, we were pretty young I think maybe I was 
seven or eight. They were in Vernon. And again, I believe my mom was partly responsible for this. She was willing to buy us tricks. And me and my sister were like over the moon because they just didn't have that in the grocery store back home. Or maybe I was just like led to not look. I don't know. But we were just like fucking blown away. (laughs) I remember. So blown away. We're like, holy crap, this is fucking real. We we also didn't like them. (laughs) So it was a huge disappointment. (laughs) Similar. I was. I was so jazzed about Trix because, like, they had gorgeous cartoon commercials with that rabbit and kids were chasing him. Yeah, like, Trix are for, silly rabbit, Trix are for kids. And then we got it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this free bullshit? It was, like, almost sour. Yeah, it was really, yeah, it was weird. I don't even really remember what it tastes like. I just remember being thrilled, and then the first bite, I was like, is, like, all the fucking walls and worlds crashed down on me, and I was so... (laughs) Like, unimpressed. And I think, you know what, that probably killed it for a lot of stuff. Because I'm like, well, tricks failed me. So, like, why would I want... Oh. Like, I just wasn't interested. Like, my friends had, like, all the fucking cereal you can imagine in their pantry. And I would just, like, get corn pops. Because that was, like, a... <laughs> That's, like, as, like, sugary as it would go in the house, usually. Dude, uh, corn, po- corn but... pops. But, like, that's the thing. Like, corn pops is, like, pretty fiery and delicious. But, like, tricks yeah. specifically... It's it's like fruit flavors synonymous with a uh like a fiber based weedy yeah the weird breakfast ball. cereal I just it yeah, wasn't it was just didn't combo. hit yeah. yeah the shapes were fun as fuck though oh it looked beautiful in my cereal bowl so totally. that's why when we ate it I can't I can't speak for my sister but when I ate it I was like eh? <laughs> you're like I just ruined don't... the vacation <laughs> no, yeah. I'm but, but it like, did like segue me from eating any other shitty cereal I guess brightly colored yeah Yeah. probably like what is it like I don't know red number five or some weird oh yeah I don't remember I think the yellow one's really bad I don't know I don't know what that one's called (laughs) we ate a lot of food coloring when we were little and so far so good yeah yeah lots of dyes yeah lots of dyes (laughs) but in 2016 the Netflix series Stranger Things featured Ego Waffles as a key story theme, bringing the brand to global attention beyond the countries where the brand was sold. In the show, they are the favorite food of the character Eleven. In 2020, Ego won... <laughs> I Okay. Again, names, pronunciation, not my forte. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Drum roll, lo- please. Thank you. Lusanne? It looks like it says Lusanne Index Prize. Oh, Lusanne. Lusanne is the name that's kind of throwing me, but I believe that I'm saying that right. Anyways, Lusanne Index Prize, best product of the year. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So there was also, and I have more information on this, but there was a, and this is what it's called, is a notable ego shortage. Oh, Oh, so, notable. <laughs> no, yeah, and I I have a little quote I'll get to after I say this. So in the fall of 2009, there was a shortage of some Ego products due to several problems. Among these were a Listeria contamination. So Listeria? Like, yeah, so hang on here. I do know what this is, but so Listeria. Yeah, I mean, is, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't know. Listeria is a genus of bacteria that acts as an intercellular parasite in mammals. Okay. So you're going to shit yourself maybe <laughs> for a while. Like, 
too much raw egg in those egos. <laughs> Honestly, like you can Listeria is a fickle beast. Uh it, let's see here. Let me see if I can give you any more about this. Yeah, let's just let's just leave it at that. It's yeah, gross. It's it's, it's bad. Gross. You don't want it. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> you you'll poop a it lot about it. Cool, but you don't want it. Yeah. It sounds like a superhero. It is not. <laughs> it is not your hero. No, no. It thinks it is, but it's not. <laughs> but hey, at the end of the day, it's just trying to survive. So, like, whatever. <laughs> it's fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight until until you do some medication about it. Mm. So yeah. So there was that, which caused the Atlanta plant to be shut down for cleaning. Also, there were severe flooding. Flooding, flooding in the Atlanta area and equipment and repairs in a Kellogg plant in Rossville, Tennessee. So it's like everything just fucking shit the bed all at once. And right, that's as it goes. <laughs> yes. It's not one thing; it's another. Exactly. So uh, I have a quote from this great ego shortage, according to CNNMoney.com, and this is a quote from them on a blog by DMarin.com, but. So here, allow me. Mm-hmm. Grocery stores will be experiencing a shortage of wa- shortage of waffles until mid two- 2010 due to problems at two bakeries, a Kellogg spokesman said on Wednesday. Flooding at an Atlanta bakery during heavy rains in October forced Kellogg, which makes Eggo products, to shut down production temporarily, said spokesman Chris Charles. Plus, equipment at Kellogg's largest waffle facility based in Rossville, Tennessee, needs extensive repairs. We are working around the clock to restore Ego to store inventories to normal levels as quickly as possible, Charles said in one email. Remaining inventory will be rationed to stores across the country based on historical percentage of business. It's funny that they don't mention the Listeria, but like, again, I didn't double check that. It is a thing. It happens, unfortunately. And like, that's why we do have so much rules around how food is distributed and goes out. But totally. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought that one quote was specifically relevant because we live in British Columbia and half of our car, our province is underwater right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. But uh, yeah, so that's Ego. Uh, and Ego. also, fun fact, Ego is 68 years old. Aww. Well, oldie. Yeah. An cute. oldie but a goodie. Did you imagine it's like a little cute old, little cute waffle with a cane or maybe Aww. it's like a really fit older waffle and they're like fuck it and he's like it grandpa, still has gray hair or like gray grandpa eyebrows. muscle waffle they're like oh my God. doing curls <laughs> i don't like know grandpa I'm... muscle beach because he's yeah from originally exactly i don't know why i'm gendering waffle as a dude but i like to think it's like I a little feel like it'd be a dude yeah like little it's venice little beach waffle, dude. waffle man like pump and iron <laughs> Curls for the girls. He's doing curls for the girls <laughs> so and like the waffle is like his abs <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they should hire us, man. This is some hey, cool stuff. Uh, yeah. Don't Waffle, ego, come on. <laughs> so cute. Aww. Yeah. All right. Get this out of here. Okay. How All you, right. How do are you plan? to ruin the waffle other than what we said earlier by waffle stomp and blue waffle 
Are you ready to have your night ruined? Or your morning or midday, whatever. It's our night, though, so <laughs> fuck. Well, this will be yeah. technically everyone's Sunday morning. Yeah, how do you want to spend the Lord's morning, huh? Mm-hmm. huh? With us, maybe? Uh-huh. Uh, maybe wait till lunchtime. That's a satanic <laughs> temple. Yeah, this is a satanic devil. So tonight we're going to talk about Mark Gator Rogowski. Ooh. Uh, does that ring any bells? Gator sounds familiar. All right. Well, this Should guy. It? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're at all into skateboarding. Oh, this it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It should definitely ring a bell if you're. Even like 40% of the skateboarding, because this guy actually was on the right start for a moment. I know exactly what this is, and I'm already fucking angry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he's such a big shit. (laughs) So why don't we start this off with like like a higher note of his success when he first started out in the skateboarding world. So Buddy's born August 10th, 1966 in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, later moves to California. I think I read somewhere that he lived in La Jolla, but they talk about San Diego a lot, so they're pretty close together. Mm-hmm. So in the San Diego area, at least, um, he started his skateboard career in 1980 at the age of 14, and in 1980 he was top five in a Vans offshore amateur skateboard thing. Cool competition, <laughs> a thing. And then another little interesting thing that also hits a little bit close to home was in 82, he won his first major contest um, in a Canadian amateur skateboard competition in Vancouver, British mm-hmm. Columbia, Ooh. where you live. Ever, ever been there? <laughs> I might have been there for a little minute in my time. Not back in this day, though. Fuck, thank God. This guy oh, please. You'd be a time traveler. You would be a time lord. I would. And, you know, to be back in that era to watch skateboarding, I'd be fucking tickled. (laughs) I'd be be tickled, but, like, I had enough, like, sexism in the 90s to last me the rest of my life, so. Um, (laughs) You don't want a little more? Yeah, I'm good. In that that world? (laughs) Especially in that fucking, that and rock and roll. (gasps) God, I know. We love it so much, and it's very frustrating at times. (laughs) Just gag worthy (laughs) yeah that's the word thank you go on i'm sorry (laughs) so for people who aren't super into skateboarding but have a general knowledge of um people this guy skated alongside of uh christian hasoy tony hawk lance mountain and steve caballero Mm -hmm. which these guys all like trailblazed for vert skateboarding back then a thousand percent Um, yeah yeah like they were the people well if you don't fucking know who tony hawk is Take your head out of your ass, like. Yeah. On. Also, <laughs> my favorite thing is if you follow Tony Hawk on Twitter, he like reposts stuff about. Yeah, I, I use Twitter. Like, I'm a little bit older than Brit. I use Twitter. Get over it. <laughs> it's like and a like thing. The whole like, who's Tony Hawk? Like, people not recognizing him in public. That That's ex- yeah, exactly <laughs> where so I'm going. Good. They're like, hey, you have the same name as that guy, and you kind of look like him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I've been told that, and he just keeps going. Fucking so so rando yelled, do kickflip out of his car. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. 
So um, Gator's charismatic and badassery received a lot of fame and success through the skateboarding resurgence in uh, the 80s. Um, and it was part in the building blocks of the success of vert skating at that time. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, his popularity kind of dies out in the late to nine, late eighties, early nineties, when um, vert kind of loses its popularity and skate street skating becomes more of a thing. Yeah, I um, remember that. And it's funny because, like, yeah. I don't know. Did you ever skateboard? Oh yeah, but there was no vert ramp. Like, even if you wanted to do vert, you couldn't. So I wanted to learn how to skateboard so badly. I just, I like, I tried really hard to learn park. I'm like, oh, I want to learn park. It's so cool. Couldn't just, it was, it just didn't work. And, but we had uh, in this place called Berkswood, we had like a little bowl mm-hmm. and like just in the, it's like, it's just like a park, uh, like a street skate park kind of thing, community skate park. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I could actually do it. I could actually do, I could actually ride in the bowl. I'm like, oh, that's sick. And then in Richmond, we had an RDS indoor. Ooh. So yeah, that was like had a mega ramp. It had like little ramps and everything. And I went to the RDS indoor and I learned how to ride. I sh- I actually rode, like I guess I rode vert with Rick McCrank. I would go there. Wow, that's really I, cool. I, I could like go, Rick McCrank a lot. I could do the thing. I could go back and forth, and I was like, cool. <laughs> that's and awesome. Then, and you're yeah, like, wow, thanks, I Rick. Could, <laughs> I could do that. I could fucking do that. I mean, like we weren't friends. He was just there, and I was like hi oh yeah of course so you're like, but i gotta really finish this one now yeah i mean like <laughs> i wasn't doing anything impressive but that i was that i was actually reasonable at and i really liked it and then nice. when i got older and i fell yeah it as, it all, more, as it all happens yeah no, no <laughs> That's when I, checked out too. <laughs> I think i like started checking out when my well, yeah, I guess he was my ex-boyfriend at the time. I can't remember. It was high school. But maybe it was shortly after we broke up or something. But he was, like, doing whatever and, like, literally fucking broke his leg in half. And he was <gasps> died from an embolism. It was really bad. Like, he still, like, has troubles with his – well, I, I would assume he would still have troubles with his leg today. We don't usually talk about it. But, <laughs> Dude, but it was really sucks. bad. So then after that, I'm like, uh, maybe I'll just scoot around. So I scooted around a bunch, and then I wiped out pretty bad in my early 20s. And I'm like, you know – I need to do my job, so, <laughs> like, I don't have coverage, and I need these paws to be cut in hair. There's, okay, so, <laughs> what I'm missing, what I left out of my story was, hmm. exactly, I wiped out real bad and hit my head and had a massive concussion. Massive. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Massive, con- with a helmet on, obviously, but that yeah, was. Yeah, but imagine if you didn't have a fucking helmet. It, it split my vision in half, so I was oh, seeing oh. two of everything. Wow. And, and I like, was, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was like an aha. I'm like, okay. I think we're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I'm like right now, I'm like a little nostalgic. I'm like, why didn't Vert fall off? Because Vert was like, I mean, I get the, the skate videos and marketing and like, uh, I don't know, like a toy machine and stuff were pushing out things that were like all about the street skating. And like these kids would travel to Europe and make cool fucking videos, like for a, circa and like whatever mm-hmm. but like vert was sick it is freaking it was insane like i don't know maybe it was just um harder to come by essentially like i guess so. i mean like, if you're I mean, in a small community there's probably not a lot of skaters anyways so to even get that off the ground 
would totally, totally be hard. Yeah. But Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I should read into it a little bit I more. I just to remembered see. one other thing and then I'll like stop interrupting you. But okay, so yeah. at the high school I went to, somebody won a competition from Pizza Pocket. Nice. <laughs> and they <laughs> showed up and built a massive fucking vert ramp in their yard, all branded with Pizza Pockets. That's fucking and cool. That's like a nice re- kid's dream. Totally. And the reason I know <laughs> that is because you could just barely see it from the trees. Every day I would drive to high school. I was like, oh, what the? Wh- huh? Wow, I was like, pizza? It, it? Huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, holy shit, that's cool. What's going on over there? Let yeah. me drop in. <laughs> totally. I'm like, how, how many times did you burn the roof of your mouth eating those fucking pizza pockets to win that contest? Like, bless you, sir. Right? Or yeah. her or them. Or and then did her. you have to continue doing like 360s while burning your mouth with your pizza pocket that you had to eat with while you were doing 360s on your vert ramp? Yeah. On their like really, really, really <laughs> or old. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, they set up their really old camera with their cassette tape that filmed everything oh on their mom's tripod. <laughs> their mom's, yeah, their mom's like, yes, it's so expensive stop it mom (laughs) an ipod and we just set it up jesus christ iphone iphone yeah well you can film a movie on iphone now yeah awesome so to like in terms of the amount of money this guy was making when he first started to pop off um he got signed for going trucks early in his career. So he was getting paid between $4,000 and $8,000 a month for clothing and skateboarding stuff. Okay. And um, I'm just, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Trucks yeah. for anyone who doesn't know are yes. the metal part on the skateboard that holds the wheels to the board. Yeah. Here I am assuming everybody should fucking know that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and he was also endorsed by vision, which at the time was like a fucking hella sick deck company cool which now like all their reprints and stuff like they're pretty groovy like vision's pretty sweet so he was mostly yeah (laughs) well maybe maybe groovy's kind of a a, not a cool way to go about it but their decks are really cool you should check them out (laughs) i feel like groovy's back i like it i like that oh yeah they're cool like they were they were something different it wasn't just yeah it wasn't just like your freaking name on it it wasn't like bam or jerry with his heartograms you know there was some cool shit on there (laughs) yeah so now um this guy's like touring around obviously going all over the fucking place so at one point he ends up meeting um this gal brandy and her bestie jessica in 1987 they're at a party um skateboard party they were skater bitches um, I was once in my life. There, there's probably some really, really terrible '90s slur about that, but I don't remember it because I blocked it out. Yeah, it was just like like bull bunnies or whatever. Like you just hang out at the skate park and gawk with guys. Men are terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like at those times you're proud to be that person, and then you look back and you're like, well, shit. I mean, no. I was only okay with it because I also started skateboarding, but like, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is, no, but there's like 0% wrong with being interested in a person because you're interested in the hobby that they partake in. Totally. Totally. Like, like, you're just like hanging out and watch us be hot. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, I think your sport and hobby yeah, is hot. Gross. That's kind of why I like you. Like, duh. Like, why, yeah. why do we need to be criticized because we are interested in their sport and hobby? 
Totally. It's like you're interested and you get some dumb name like a bull bunny, but then if you're not interested, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> or a, like a poser or some shit. It's like... Yeah, I'm you're like, you. wow. You're like, yeah. I'm like, can the you just signals stop are so mixed. Like, I don't even care what you think. Like, could you just stop confusing me at this point? Totally. And again, <laughs> to go back to the bull bunny thing, it's like, isn't it a good thing that I like your sport and your hobby, you dumb yeah. motherfucker? <laughs> Like, do you not want me to watch your events, you piece of shit? <laughs> so funny. It's Fuck, so I'm triggered. Funny. I'm so triggered. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Like, it is, like, dopey. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And usually the chicks associated with these kinds of sports are pretty fucking banging chicks. Like, they're hot. They're, so they're fucking super up. hot. They're so Enjoy. hot. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you try a little harder, huh? Show up. Yeah, with it. yeah. Why, exactly. Why don't you break <laughs> you your leg about it? it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. All right. So at this time, when the when um Gator meets Brandy and Jessica, they're both seventeen and Gator's twenty one, which is like, I mean. Yay! For me personally, I always rave about how that's fucked. And then some people chime in. They're like, well, it's really not. I'm like, I don't know, man. When I was even fucking 19 dating a 21-year-old, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's about you a five. so much in those times. So. Exactly. That's about a five-year difference. And you're 17. So what are you, in grade 11 or grade 12? Yeah. 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 So your, your life experience and your life expectancy not expectancy like lifetime but like what you expect out of your life or your dreams hopes and desires are very immature in contrast to the 21 year old and the 21 year olds are not even realistic at that point also I'm not going to ignore the fact that men statistically mature slightly slower than women but that doesn't necessarily mean five years is appropriate at least not in that time, personally. Yeah. I, yeah, even, I think even in your, like, early 20s, like, mm, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's different cases where it works out, of course, but. Absolutely. I just feel like a teenager dating someone who's able to fucking go purchase booze in the United States of America, I think there's mm-hmm. some something problematic about that, and you know what, you can email Jill about it if you don't like my opinion. <laughs> Totally. Tell her what's up. <laughs> but, and like also too, it needs to be acknowledged that we have a young 21 year old man that's been put on a pedestal and been given things that he wanted for a while. Oh yeah. Like he's not even a regular ass 21 year old. This guy exactly. is like, this guy is fucking been amped up hard since he was like 14, 13, 14 years old. Now he's 21. So that's a yeah. long ass time. And, and also was- probably hanging out with a lot of adults too. So he's been around. Oh, like, a he just has a different perspective on life, percent. completely. Yeah. A thousand percent. And he's been around adults in the skate industry that have been given everything they want and have been treating him like a semi-adult. So, yeah, like, realistically, like, I don't... Have you ever watched What's-His-Face? Um, uh, the guy you want to hang out with, Channing Tatum's Which bestie. One? Oh, Jonah Hill? <laughs> Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's movie Mid-90s. Oh, yeah, so good. But yeah, that's, it depicts it perfectly. Exactly, that's a, exactly. So, like, that's a very perfect portrayal of, like, young kids that are interested in that specific scene and the older people that take them under their wing. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. No. We all, it all hap- it happened. It's real. Yeah. But, 
when you look at an individual that's grown up in that type of environment and then they become interested in like a 17 year old girl and her upbringing my understanding is a lot different than that so yeah it it just just, he he would be again like I said I know men mature slower than women but like he specifically would have been way older than her because of that yeah totally he's already had a full like chunk of yeah life touring around and doing shit so like regardless of even if he was hanging out with adults he already has a career like a set career mm-hmm. um yeah and, and she's thriving. not even at, at this moment he's yet. still thriving and yeah they're just regular ass girls that i mean from what i read they're pretty like yeah just average kids they you were know. you and i at van what is it van city slam yeah <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah. <laughs> We're like, hey. I mean, I never got the opportunity, but I would have died to go. So. Oh, my God. I went, like, two years in a row, and every time I was, like, wearing my baggy clothes and being like, sup? I yeah. skate for What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm and all the guys were like, who are you? I'm like, ah, fuck. I'll see myself out. Yeah, you're like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> that, that was also at the point where I decided I would only wear boys' clothes because I was frustrated, so. Oh, yeah, that. I've been through that moment plenty of times in my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> awesome. So, like, they meet they meet at this party, and um, Brandy and Gator kind of keep in touch, whatever, and then they start dating shortly after. Um, short enough where Brandy moves to California to be with him, still at the age of 17 so i think it was a few months after which again i'm like i know it's the 80s but like my parents would say fucking hard no they were in a tucson too no so like that's far enough away that's not even like moving cities so like within the same state or province no but yeah so that's a thing um so she used to be with him um and then after some time of like partying and traveling like skate competitions like vacation all that stuff he fussed the bill for all this shit like buys her i mean that's kind pieces yeah i mean like he's fucking rolling in the dough this girl she, came all the way out to see exactly him, like, with yeah him, so exactly sure. so, okay. like, whatever if you're just you're dating a rock star like that's kind of how those that thing goes well, but she can't be while, expected yeah. to keep up she's a 17 year old no no it, yeah, yeah that rolls into maybe i think they dated till she was 22 so like a good chunk of time but over the course of time he starts to get like verbally abusive and I mean he's just kind of a bit of a jackass in general he's lipping off cops and telling fuck off and all this shit so (laughs) like just that like like what I talked about earlier like badassery like he was just like that rebel skateboarder that was like fuck the world like check out my shit Mm. yeah oh and that was also a 90s mentality too right this because this transitions oh, yeah. into the nine early 90s very early right? 90s. yeah it was very still, early it was still thing it like skate and destroy shit like yeah absolutely yeah yeah like, all yeah. that kind of stuff Fuck so yeah he was like whatever. he was that guy he wasn't like the the cutie goody two shoes that like tony hawk or um steve caballero was i mean i don't think caballero did anything too wild honestly but maybe i'm wrong uh, but yeah, they were more like the sweethearts, and this guy's more like the yeah, fuck the world kind of people. So he's like verbally he abusive punk. to her. Yeah, he was more of a punk. He was uh, he made like berets a thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, so he starts to get verbally abusive, and um, 
over time is getting like he locked her in a closet at one point just being weird and fucked and jealous and whatever so a bunch of time goes by they're still together but gator uh traveled to germany for whatever reason and then had an accident there where he fucking falls out of a window and like impales himself and knocks his head real bad and then he survives (laughs) real tragic yeah right because this is where it starts to get crazy um I don't want to say he turns to religion just next, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, also no, like it's, it's pretty famous to have a massive head injury and make a personality 180. Well, and this is why I feel like this is important because I did watch a documentary and it didn't mention that at all. And oh. it doesn't give him like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he's still a human and needs to have the, like at least most of the story. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think the head injury inju- injury thing is important because this asshole deserves that. And also just generally, like, that's something that people are looking into more. Mm-hmm. It's something that needs to be thought of more. Wait, and there's, like, there's famous serial killers that have had head, head injuries that they oh, yeah. are connecting to terrible crimes. And also, like, can, we can't ever forget wrestlers. No, football but, players. Like, football players. And yeah. I am not making excuses for any of these motherfuckers. I'm just stating that that is a real thing. The facts. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I'm at too. Like, I'm not going to give this asshole the time of day. However, I feel like this needs to be talked about because like, sure, maybe he was just going to be a shitty guy that would be verbally abusive. Maybe he wouldn't have gone to the point where he ended up going. Yeah. Ugh. But um, yeah. So after that, he's already starting to get into Jesus a little bit, but then he really started turning to God because he's like, holy fuck, that was insane. And I survived. Um, But in him turning to God, he was just becoming progressively a fucking terrible person. Mm-hmm. Like just again, like the ab- verbal abuse goes up and whatnot. So a bit of time goes by while where he's like dragging Brandy to church and then oh. ultimately telling her that they have to get hitched because they can't have premarital sex anymore. Um, and that being said, they just spent the last couple of years fucking and drinking and partying really hard. And then now you're like, we have to get married. We have, we can't have sex anymore, which I'm like, it's a little too fucking late, buddy. I mean, like, I, I'm curious, like, I understand he's going through something, but it's also curious, like, maybe you'll enlighten me, but maybe if he felt he was losing her and that was a form of control where he's like, we have to get married in order to do this. Cause then you have to stay with, I don't know. It could very well then. Cause like, yeah, the he had full control of that whole relationship. Yeah. And like, she's getting older and she's finding her independence and I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. It could have totally been a manipulation tactic. He, um, this guy that he like kind of got him into Jesus is some fucking whack job guy that he's like a surfer who is born again Christian, which again, live your fucking life, whatever. But like, Mm -hmm. I watched an interview with that guy and he's fucking, I don't know about that guy. So I'm like, this is just like fire and oil here. Like, this is not, this is going to get big. (laughs) So yeah, that's the guy he's like looking up to. But anyway, so Brandy doesn't really like where things are going with all this verbal abuse and God create, like, it's not even just religion at this point. Like he's really fucking obsessed Mm-hmm. Um, and decides to leave him. He continues to like fucking freak out and threaten that he's gonna kill her and bury her in the desert. 
Ugh. And at that moment, she's like, <laughs> deuces. Like, I gotta go. Like, yeah. No. Um, so he, like, light, I hate to say lightly, but lightly stalks her and then ends up, like, breaking into her apartment after she moves out to take all the shit away that he ever gave her, including her cars. Which, at this point, these guys have been dating for a couple of years now, and he's been fully supporting her. So there was fucking nothing in her apartment. <laughs> If my partner was like, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the desert, I'd be like, not if I kill you and bury you first. And <laughs> yeah, then right? I'd get a hold of my psychopath friend that lives across the street and I'd be like, Lindsay, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I would go to the police. <laughs> yeah, well, at one point, um, I don't know how much longer this is because she has a new boyfriend at this point and Gator's calling the new boyfriend and threatening him and shit. So at that point, then they decide to make a a call to the police yeah. and they're just kind of like yeah cool and just move on i was gonna say the police <laughs> wouldn't have taken it seriously because she's a woman and they're like eh, it's fine yeah totally and they're like wait he's bugging your boyfriend yeah whatever like he can figure yeah. it out he's a man it's me. so rad having a uterus and being just yeah it's dismissed easy. constantly <laughs> but like if we want to have an abortion a lot of men have a lot of shit to say about it but if we get beat by our spouses it's fine yeah you should probably just get over it and stick yeah. around. <laughs> did you know like in a lot of places like ah fuck i just had this stat in my head but it's gone now like uh what fuck what case it was just like recently in like even the united states where they like changed a rule and made uh spousal rape not a thing Story to make which? Sp- uh, in the spousal? Yeah, spousal rape. Because because <laughs> okay. like we're pro- we're property we're property right so it's like if you're married right. to somebody and he rapes you, I uh, gotta look up the date. Um, I'll edit it in later. But it was like not too. It was a while ago, but it was not too long ago in real in like the time frame that it happened like in America. Wow, that's. <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> I just don't even have words for that. It's just so fucked. Um, it's like, come on. Like, use your fucking head. How many people, men and women, or theys and non-binary people, how many people are trapped in relationships because they just simply can't fucking go? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, fuck. <sighs> <sighs> I, yeah, see, angry. And, like, right now, I almost went to Google it. I'm like, don't Google it, because you're going to take yeah, a Yeah, don't Google just, it. Like, you're going to go far. <laughs> yeah, but edit it in later and, like, correct all the shit. And, like, just, you'll put, there you you'll put some cute music behind it, and it'll be, it'll be cute. <laughs> so cute. I like it how, as women, I shouldn't say, but us specific, uh, this podcast specifically, because I edit it, I mask it in cute music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit. That's good. (laughs) All right. Now that Brandy's kind of like, holy, that was a mind fuck. Like, that really went... Now that Brandy's trying to live her life. Yeah. She's trying to go off and do the damn thing. Um, Jessica still, I assuming that she had been living in Tucson still, um, but moves to San Diego when she's 22 years old. At this point, her and Brandy are a little bit estranged because, well, she was away in San Diego or lower Southern California doing the thing with Gator. It must, like, there's no fucking cell phones, so it's hard to send snail mail from, like, Brazil. I don't know. Um, I forgot about that. 
Yeah, so there's still, like, you know, kindred spirits. There can, time can go by, but, like, when you meet up, it's like time never fucking went by at all. So they're still at this point, but estranged nonetheless. So Jessica moves to San Diego in March of 1991. Uh, after being there for a little bit, reaches out to Gator since she knows that he's there. Um, he knows he knows the city. So he, she's like, you want to show me around? Cool. So they meet up and spend the day together around town doing all the sorts of different things. And then after dinner, they go back to Gators to smoke a bit of dope and drink some wine, watch some TV, whatever. Um, and then just from everything I read, it seems like it wasn't romantic, you know, it just kind of seemed like they were chilling and whatnot. They didn't make it as in like she, like they were like at all romantically involved with each other. Um, yeah. So they're just chilling, you know, having a doobie, whatever. She, she may as well have just been being very polite. Yeah. Like, like I put myself in very extra situations because I was just being polite because I mm-hmm. thought I should just be polite. But as yeah. the best podcast in the world, my favorite murder says, fuck politeness. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Fuck yes. it. Yeah. So like, yeah. She's don't have to be nice to abusive motherfuckers. Yeah, totally. But at this point she doesn't really, she doesn't know anything about Brandy and Gator's situation. So in her mind, like he's just, he was just a cool dude that she met okay. at a party a couple of years back and her bestie was dating him. So like, okay. like that's, that's someone you would trust. Like f- for instance, if this was me in this situation, I would probably reach out too. like, that's just the kind of person I am. But uh, unfortunately at this point, it's been long enough where she doesn't actually know who this fucker is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a minute. So they're getting their buzz on having a chilled night, whatever. Um, then like Gator leaves the room to grab something or whatever and short, like comes back. Well, I mean, I guess it was long enough where she's like getting up and snooping around a little bit, whatever. Um, and he gets back, but he sneaks up behind her with a fucking like club, like those auto anti-theft clubs that you put on your car steering wheel and yeah. whacks her in the fucking back of the head oh my and God. Then smacks her in the mouth. Um, so... Yeah, it's enough to, like, knock her unconscious, obviously. Um, so <laughs> mm-hmm. she's unconscious, and he drags her upstairs where he handcuffs her to the bed. And then you know what happens next, all this bad shit. He fucks around for, like, a couple hours. And then she's, like, waking up throughout this whole thing and then starts making too much noise at one point, because obviously, like, that's fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm like, oh, actually, I'm having a really nice night. So, I mean, he did buy me dinner. Like, I, uh, no. <laughs> no, she's fucking freaking out. She's bleeding everywhere in her head and mouth probably hurt like fucking hell. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, she's, like, they knocked them out. Like, yeah, there was no teeth. But, um... Yeah, she's making too much noise. So he's like, had enough of that shit. So he goes downstairs to take out his surfboard, out of his surfboard bag, and proceeds to put her in it with the handcuffs. Zips her up, obviously, because it's not a soundproof bag. It's a fucking surfboard bag. Um, She's still too noisy. So he just opens it up and, you know, strangles her and finishes the deal, unfortunately. Um, So... <laughs> Just, yeah, that whole, like, how quickly that escalated, it's just, like, holy fuck. Like, it's so insane. The, uh, and it's, it's just, like, 
did you just snap or were you like hmm this whole time like ugh. it's just really unsettling <laughs> I'll wait till you get to this stuff but I mean I won't wait I'm gonna say this but then you'll tell me but it just feels like super premeditated and like yeah. he's just super privileged I can go fuck myself but I, I'm like oh it just sounds like he's just like kind of super privileged and he's had everything I don't want to say it's been easy but he's worked really hard in his industry and it's been kind of just like here you go you're at the right place at the right time women money like let's go mm-hmm. and then well yeah living the rock star dream you know yeah again yeah. like I don't want to not acknowledge the head injury because I do feel like that was a big factor Right, but he was a bit of a jackass before that, too. So, like, regardless, he was a bit of a jackass. And, (laughs) and like, with premeditation, he had so many times to be like, oh, like, oh, she's making a noise. Like, oh, I'm going to let her go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to put her in this surfboard bag. Mm, Too loud. I'm going to let her go. It's like every opportunity, and there's more than just that, but, like, every opportunity you had a chance to be like, wait a minute, I should just let her go. Yeah, and then then I might get second degree, and we'll call it a day. Even though it's not second degree, but that's the law. So right, mm. totally. No, and now <clears throat> yeah. he had plenty of times to fucking back that truck up, but he just simply or, didn't. Instead, he put her in his car and drove her out to the desert and buried her in a shallow grave, which is so cool. exactly what he said he was going to do to Brandy. Uh huh. And then as he's driving back, he's throwing out every form of um article of things that belong to her Anything. and are hers or have her blood on it out the window as he's driving back um yeah so he turned he ends up turning himself in in april 1991 because he's talking to his little surfer jesus boy <laughs> and it was like oh my fucking god what i'm a judas or whatever it is i don't know but either way he's like you should turn yourself in he's like i should i really should god would love that so he does god and then when he's asked about like why why why'd you do that and he said he just had nothing he didn't even mention jessica at all it was all about brandy and then at the end of it all he's like he said he did it because they were cut from the same cloth jessica and brandy. oh my god i've dated people that have said that shit yeah, you're like, what the fuck? So, like, the whole time, they're like, what, what is your fucking prerogative here? He's just hung up on Brandy and all this shit. Um, and then I watched an interview with her, which was really rough, because she's like, it should have been me. Like, it would be rough. That's her because best friend. Was not only her, is it her but... best friend, but, like, she knew damn well that, like, well, this is all happening. Gator wasn't fucking thinking about Jessica right now. This is all the shit that he wanted. He told Brandy he was going to do to her. I mean, it wasn't premeditated down to the point where he, like, picked out what he was going to fucking whack her with or whatever. But, but that's not the point, right? No, not at all. So, like, he was just hung up on Brandy and all this shit. And then <laughs> this guy's so fucked that, like, the born-again Christians in the prison that he's in, which I can't remember what one it is, won't even allow him in their club. Or not, I shouldn't say <sighs> club, but they're uh praying circle i don't know what it is i don't know man i don't know what it is it's the cult Uh, they won't let them in their cult (laughs) yeah they're like we don't trust this guy i don't think this guy actually loves jesus and i'm like no like this is a typical like guy using 
religion as a fucking excuse. And I mean, thank you for like listening to God and turning yourself in. But like, if you didn't do that, they would have never ever found this Jessica gal because when they did, they found her body before all this, before he turned himself in. Uh, like, unfortunately, a family was out in this desert. A kid stumbled upon it. Of oh, course. my God. I Yeah. That. Yay. <laughs> and because she was so badly decomposed, the only thing, like, they just knew that her teeth were missing. So, like, they looked at dental records, but that didn't really matter because her teeth weren't missing before the day before that happened, you know? Well, and it was also, like, the early 90s, and I... I just don't think they had much for data. Uh, even if she they did. would have just been a Jane Doe for the rest of her fucking life if Buddy didn't fess up. Yeah, and even if they did, if she had nice teeth, I don't... Like, unless she had, like, insane dental work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, good luck hiding my body. Because my teeth... <laughs> I have so much work yeah. done on my teeth. Like I, oh, you want to, you want to fingerprint yeah. this shit is next level. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you know, you sh- everybody should start investing in their teeth more if you want your potential murderer to get founded. <laughs> Truly, and also like, no, <laughs> your teeth are next to your brain. You should have a good mouth because, like, if you have an infection in your mouth, it's gonna get up to your brain way quicker. Like, just um, yeah, and you're fucked when you die. Yeah, it's not a good time. It's bad. bad but time. yeah, this motherfucker's he got thirty one years to life. Um he got this is another fucking like rip my hair out. He got oh, no. six years for the rape. Oh. And then he got twenty five years for the murder. Mm. <laughs> Which like holy f- like in in the States too, like what? Okay, whatever. Anyways, yeah. His parole came up numerous times and he's been denied. <laughs> His most recent one was um, 2020, I believe, and was denied because they're like, yeah, this guy's still fucked. Like, there's no change. Like, he's not at all empathetic. No. So his next one's in 2023. Um, yeah. So he'll be uh, 58 at that point. I'm like, maybe we should just give him a little longer. Because, like, if he's been in there this long already and still has no fucking empathy, like, I have empathy for people in fucking jail and shit. Like, almost too much to a a point. And even still, I'm like, if they don't have any sign of growth, then I'm sorry. You don't get to come back to reality. It's not how that goes. Totally. Yeah. So, that's um, Gator for you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, did you figure out the link between Ego and Gator? Was he sponsored by Egos? No. No. I, no, he wasn't. But he rode in that Vans competition, and he was featured in a Vans ad in 83, I believe. Okay. And they have waffle soles on their shoes. Oh, <gasps> good one! <laughs> Dude! <laughs> I know. I like woke up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> I'm impressed. Like, I'm impressed. <laughs> wow. So I was like, yeah, that's a reach. I'm like, perfect. I want to. I want to reach. <laughs> it's incredible, and I'm down. <laughs> so let's lighten the mood a little bit and talk about Vans for a quick second. Do you, do you want me to just before you lighten the mood? I have something before you lighten the mood. Yeah, for sure. If you I, wanna... I just couldn't. Yeah, please. Okay. 
marital rape in the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yay. Marital rape in United States law, also known as spousal rape, is a non-consensual sex in which a perpetrator is the victim's spouse. It is a form of partner rape, domestic violence, and sexual abuse. Today, marital rape is illegal in all 50 states of the U.S., though the details of the offense vary by state. So some states still say, fuck you, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Nebraska was the first state to outlaw marital rape in 1975. The court case Oregon versus Rideout in 1978 was the first in which someone stood trial for raping his spouse while they lived together. (laughs) <laughs> By 1993, marital rape was a crime nationwide. Good. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> it should have been from the beginning of time. Yeah. Okay. Still in the 1990s, most states continue to differentiate between the way marital rape and non-marital rape was viewed and treated. The laws have continued to change, evolve, with most states reforming their laws in the 21st century, but there are still states where marital and non-marital rape are treated quite differently under the law. So essentially there are still a lot of, and again, we're talking about America, not Canada. So whatever, but like it's still, we're still not people. Women are still not people. Trans women are still people. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Like, yeah. uh, Tell tell me some nice stuff. Now we got her real fired up and mad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's give you a couple things with old Vans, and then I got a couple jokes for you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1966, brothers Paul Van Doren and Jim Van Doren, along with partners Gordon Lee and Serge Dilella, Dilella <laughs> opened it. for business at 704 East Broadway in Anaheim, California, on March 16th. The Van Dorsen Rubber Company is unique in that the manufacturer shoes on the premises and sells them directly to the public. On that first morning, 12 customers purchase shoes, which are made that day and ready for pickup in the afternoon. Ooh, which so I hot. thought was really fucking cool. Not only are they probably still hot. Um, <laughs> they're like breadsticks. Yes. This was like a, like a classic mom and pop. Southern California, or I guess Anaheim's sort of, no, it's still Southern. Um, just like a, a small business that in 66 when, you know, skating was just starting to be a thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the beginning of it, but let's zip ahead now to different, that was the one store for quite a while. So now guess how many stores they have now in the United I'm, States. I have I no think. idea, but I know it's going to be bonkers. In the United States, there's 470 locations alone. Wow. So, and they're shipped worldwide. Like Owen some, Wilson. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just Google, not Googling it properly or not reading enough, but I couldn't find the number for the entire world. That's okay. Um, but they're fucking shipped everywhere. Okay. So let's move on a little more. Um, guess in 2018, guess how many pairs of shoes were sold? No, I don't have a clue. 75 million. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. This is coming from like what the 12 shoes or whatever they, they sold in 66 straight out of the window of their only shop. Yeah. Hot off the press. Yeah. Super hot off the press. So yeah, that's like some cute 
little stuff about vans. Some things uh, you didn't know. Like, I always knew it was, like, the fucking owner of all skateboarding back in the day. But just to see, like, that broad spectrum of, like, where they started and how where they're at now, it's that's cool. Like, good for them. That's a small business that did it right. Vans off the wall. And also, I can say, as a personal purchaser of van shoes, <laughs> there was many a times when I was in university where the side of my shoe blew out. Mm-hmm. And Classic. I would, yeah, but I didn't skate. So you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd contact, <laughs> I'd contact Vans customer support and be like, I don't skate. This is happening. And they replace my shoes every time for free. Oh yeah. They replaced mine a couple of years back. Cause they yeah. blew out after a couple wears. Exactly. Mine like, were, oh, they were new yeah. and I just got a hold of them and they were like, don't worry. They were so nice. They weren't condescending. They're just like, bring it to our store, pick out a new pair, give them the shoe. They'll send it back. And I was like, who are you people? Yeah. Angels? Are you angels? Oh, angels. I mean, for mine, because I ordered them online and they were like that season of shoe. They weren't like, we can't give you the same shoe. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the same shoe either. Keep that shoe. The no, they, shoe. Yeah. And they wanted the here's a shoe list back. of different shoes you can have. So it was like, okay, like I can deal with that. Yeah. Whatever. So I got mine some high was, tops, baby. <laughs> mine was the same thing, but it was, they were like, give us the busted shoe. And I was like, perfect. I could, don't need this. Yeah. And they were like, pick out anything in the store. And I'm like, okay. Nice. Yeah. So that's Obviously cool. I didn't get the same shoe back, but. But hey, whatever. No, I was yeah, over it's, the it's moon. Good customer service. Yeah, that's yeah. good. If I'm you're spending... making, if you're pulling in numbers the way a corporation like that would, which I'm not, I'm, sh- I'm sure they're a corporation by now. Um, you need to fucking give back <laughs> if totally. your shit's not working at par. <laughs> and I so like, put on your vans for not yeah, selling we're out. Spending money on a, a product. Yeah. So like, so give me the fucking product, <laughs> dude. My Nikes blew out, and Nike was like, and they were new, and Nike was like, mm, eh, they don't don't do that care. Though. You're lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but they did, and I'm bummed. Yeah. I think my, I think my dog just farted. Uh, she looked very fucking suspicious. Like she looked at you and I had to keep it together because every time she just like blankly stares at the camera, it cracks me up. <laughs> but yeah. <You're> stink. <laughs> Girl, oh, man. So that's Jim. our little skateboarding world. Woo, Gator, you suck. God. Feel bad for Jessica. My dog's ass stinks. Gator stinks. Yeah. So now I have two little jokey jokes just to really like, so people don't have fucking nightmares or a terrible We're all church gathering. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the church goers, for dissing the, the big man upstairs for a moment. Yeah, I'm uh, not sorry. <laughs> at all. You made your choice. <laughs> yeah. Worship away. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh. Oh God. So how do you make a waffle smile? I, I'm like serious. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta butter them up. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that hit home because I butter everyone up. I'm like, hey, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> I really like that. And I'm really excited to tell my art director at work that one because he's yeah. a dad and he's going to be here oh, for he's it. He's going to love that. He's, he will mm. love that one. But he might also like this one too. Okay. 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 This one goes out for my homie Archer, my nephew, because he likes the sport. How is a baseball like a waffle? You gotta throw a little wiffle at it. 
I mean, that's cute, but they both <laughs> need a good batter. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I thought those ones were pretty cute to just, you know, warm some souls before uh... being on with their day after the horrendous story I just told you, which I also kind of lightened <sighs> up because if you get into it further, holy Oh, oh. Yeah, hence why I was so yeah. upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the prequel of upset. <laughs> also, because I just went to therapy today, like that joke just almost brought me happy tears. I'm like, oh, oh like, there's just too just, many emotions for this. I know. Topic. And I just like, I'm not, I need more Botox. Like, I'm just feeling too many things. I don't like it. It's a lot. It's a I lot. Hate seals. Can someone else yeah. Seals, please? I, Exactly. I left therapy and tried to fill the hole with a sandwich and kind of worked. <laughs> a good sandwich does fill a void, for sure. And I, it's your stomach, it's like in your heart as well. I, exactly. <laughs> I don't need a partner. I need a big hoagie. <laughs> I just need to eat a sandwich. Yeah, I love sandwiches. Right? Sandwiches are one of my favorite foods, I gotta say. I would snuggle that thing and take bites out of it all day <laughs> long. Just... <laughs> oh my god! That's you making sweet, sweet sandwich love. Yeah. On top. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't need a partner. You need food. Yeah. It's Who's good. A partner? It's yeah. good. So, that being said, if any of you motherfuckers listening to this are hoarding any food, I'll email you. No, I'm kidding. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> if you are in the Kelowna area, area, area. Oh my God. More food for yourself, you better be cooking that for someone. Yeah, or the (laughs) Penticton area, or any of that, like, interior. And if you're hoarding food, shame on you. There's a lot of families that need shit right now because BC is underwater. Like, don't mass buy shit. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I just, it blows my mind. You know what I did today? I ordered what I needed. (laughs) Thank you. So did I. It was sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Well, hopefully this podcast brightens your day. And if it doesn't, <laughs> I... Sorry. <laughs> that. You can email Jill we'll about it. bring Jill back because we need her. You yeah. need her. We all need her. We need her. <laughs> we need more Jill in our lives. Yeah. So, if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe on your podcast tools which would be spotify acast apple podcast or what have you if you want to follow us on instagram we're at deep nerder and if you are butthurt about anything please email jill at (laughs) (laughs) deep nerder at gmail.com god bless this mess (laughs) (laughs) bye